Hey guys, welcome back to Merlin's Castle. I'm your host, Destiny, and today I have my co-host, Donna. Hello! In today's episode, we're going to be talking about divination and just a lot of different things to do with the subject, um, Trelawney, and many other different things. Okay, so first off, we're going to talk about... First off, we're going to talk about um, what, like, the different things that Trelawney did go over in class and then the things that, you know, could have made it better. So, as we know from the books, you know, she went over crystal ball reading and she focused a lot on tea leaf reading. Um, and she also did have the students... Uh, record dream diaries for a month I believe but beyond that obviously she didn't explore any other excuse me any other branches of fortune telling but also beyond the whole dream diaries she never actually went into you know how dream interpretation works but yet that one class that they had she expected them to know how to interpret each other's dreams which I think was really unfair because it was just like you know it was like, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. You know, just look at your books and do it. Like, you you should just know. Like, you know, if you read enough, you should just know how to do it. Which I think is, I think it's unfair because, you know, like, if it would be different if, like, Hogwarts was a college, but Hogwarts was, you know, a high school in all effect. So she was supposed to be teaching them the theory behind dream interpretation and everything else instead of just expecting them to know how to do it with just a little bit of reading. What do you think? Exactly. Exactly. Like, the students, like, the youngest ones are 13, and 13-year-olds need a lot of, need a lot of explanations and things thrown at them so they can take notes for exams, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And that's why I just think that, um, you know, in that alone, her teaching style wasn't great. Um, but beyond what she did teach, there was a lot that she left out. As anyone who, you know, is interested in tell- in fortune telling or knows a lot about it would know. Like, you know, she left out tarot card readings. She left out the reading of playing cards. She left out palmistry. She left out... There's so many different... You know, we're just doing research now to make sure I didn't miss anything, but there's so many different branches of fortune telling that were never touched upon. And, you know, I get not being able to, I I get maybe not wanting to describe every class or whatever, but at least when going through the book to at least show that, you know, she was going to at least show that she was going to include um, other branches of fortune telling or, you know, to at least show that she had, I don't know, that she was at least making them aware that they were, that there were other, um, ways to tell the future that isn't, that wasn't displayed in the books, and I thought that was also, um, like, I can't think of the word, but it's like, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like teaching, teaching it's like being a teacher of any subject for example like say let's say you're a math teacher and you only teach your students maybe like the basics in algebra but you don't teach them 
all of it or you teach them algebra alone but you don't teach them anything else and then when it comes to the end of your exam you know they only know how to answer the algebra questions when it comes to everything else so like we didn't learn this and had they had exams on every single branch or more than the branches that they learned about intimidation they wouldn't know shit you know they they wouldn't have a clue what to do you know they wouldn't have a clue how to answer any of the questions because they were like we didn't study this stuff and I feel like it's kind of I feel like her and Professor Bins have that same thing in common he you know he was only going on and on about goblin wars and giant or goblin was it goblin wars and giant rebellions or the other way around I don't remember Goblin Rebellions and Goblin Rebellions and Giant Wars. <laughs> but, you know, he was only going on about that. And then you have um, you have Trelawney not teaching them everything that they need to know. And so in both areas, when it comes to the end of your exam, they're kind of lacking. They're lacking in knowledge. But, but you know, I just think both of them put their students out of dis, you know, put them in, into it disadvantaged spot which I think was extremely unprofessional do you have any opinions on that yeah um Dumbledore's approach of hiring a a divination professor was pretty unprofessional in my opinion yeah no absolutely um we're, we're gonna talk about that a little bit more like what we think about that in a little bit more detail after this next topic but I completely agree um well no not quite yet um well yeah okay yeah we can move on because we, we've kind of said what we wanted to say but like I said you know the point is she left out a lot in terms of fortune telling um and I feel like especially if you're gonna spend a whole year you know there's a whole year of the class and she's only teaching these two topics and then, you know, if somebody continues to do it throughout the OWLs and the NEWTs, okay, maybe in their NEWTs, she might have moved on to more complex things. But if she were genuinely just going to continue to talk about those same topics for the whole year, even if it was just those two topics, just for one year, I still feel like it's not enough, you know, content to be going over in one whole year. I feel like that could have just taken maybe like a few months and then she should have moved on to something else. Um, and you know, maybe we would have seen that. In fact, no, because Harry and Ron did do the subject for the whole year. So it's not like, it's not like we didn't get to see that because, you know, Hermione quit the class. They were still taking it, but we still didn't really see an advancement in what they were learning. So yeah. Um, but the next one we're going to talk about is how we don't think that Firearms was the best um, person to take over Divination, and why? Do you want to start this one? Yeah, um, Firearms, all he, all he seemed to talk about was, was talking about the stars and the lunar cycle, which is, which is part of what Divination is, um, but that's all he talked about. And that's all that, that, that's the only way centaurs use to predict, like, predict things, but Farron's didn't cover anything else. Exactly. So, like, in his own way, he was also restricting 
in the way that he taught. And I mean, like, it was really cool it was the settings that he had to the classroom. I think that was a great thing. But it's true, the fact that he was only talking about, you know, astrology wasn't enough. And, you know, he didn't, like I said, in his own way, he was just like Trelawney and the fact that he was only teaching them one branch of fortune telling. Once again, he was leaving out everything else. And it's just like, you know, you needed someone who was going to teach them everything that there is to know. Even if you're not going to go into detail about every little thing. I mean, I feel like they kind of could. They, if they set it up well, then it could have been possible. You know, maybe have more than one book for the whole class. Because, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? In the grand scheme of things, like, especially like... If it was like college or whatever, you would have multiple books, not just one textbook for the whole subject. So I think it's fair, even if, you know, they had to have like three or four for one subject, I think it would have been a good idea because then they would have actually been able to learn everything. But yeah, no, Firens, he was a good, you know, he's a good, he was a good, um, he was a good teacher, but his his um he shouldn't have been teaching we'd call it divination i think if he was going to be taking over in any subject it should have been astronomy like i think he would have been a lot better at teaching them astronomy because i think he had a really um unique way of teaching which i think was great and engaging but he wasn't in the right he wasn't teaching the right subject um Oh, we, we, we skipped a topic, but we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, so we're going to talk about Trelawney and, you know, how we don't think it was a good, how we don't think she was a good fit either. And then we'll talk about the entry exam because I completely forgot that. But um, so next we're going to be talking about how I think that it was really irresponsible of Dumbledore to have hired Trelawney for the divination pose just because you know she was right there and she was basically available because I don't know how obvious it was to everybody else but it was pretty obvious to me that you know the only reason she was the divination professor was because she was there you know as soon as she had told as soon as they had found out the first part of the prophecy but no, as soon as she told Dumbledore the prophecy and he knew that Voldemort knew the first part but not the second part, he, you know, took her to the castle and kept her there because he didn't want Voldemort getting a hold of her. Um, and, you know, that meant that when it came to divination, he was like, oh, you know, I've already got a seer at my disposal, basically. Why don't I just have her teach the class? And I think that was really irresponsible of him because... It was obvious from the get-go that she wasn't the best person to be teaching the class. Like, yeah, she could have taught a sector of it, but I don't think she was a great person to teach it overall. And I felt like him not interviewing anybody else was, or not not interviewing anybody really at all, was a really bad decision. Because I feel like even if he did do interviews, as soon as he heard her make that prediction, make that prophecy... He was like, okay, yeah, I need to take this woman because, you know, she's got valuable information and we can't let the other side have her, basically. And, yeah, no, it was just a really irresponsible decision to make because, you know, say there had been, I'm sure going into it, there were some students, like, 
you know, like Lavender and Parvati who actually wanted to take the class seriously. And you could show that they, you could see that they did take the class seriously. And, you know, it was a shame that they didn't have a proper teacher who, you know, taught them everything they needed to know instead of just focusing on like two different areas of the subject. Um, because I mean, like, in my opinion, I don't even think it had to be a seer that taught divination. It just really had to be someone who was interested in the topic themselves, someone who would study the topic themselves in great detail. Because I feel like, I feel like a seer probably even, is probably even the wrong person to teach the class because they'd be focused more on, you know, prophecies and things like that. And then they would kind of forget about the rest of it that doesn't include prophecies and things of a similar nature. So, yeah, I know that I think that was just really irresponsible of him to not consider anybody else because he already had Chalani there. What do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you, especially because all Chalani seems to do is predict a student's death every year, you know? Yeah, I know exactly. That should have been proof enough that you need to get a new fucking professor. Like, how are you going to have someone who's predicting a student's death every year? That doesn't look good for starters. But also, like, the fact of how I'm pretty sure um, grades were pretty low in that class as well. Like, you know, she's predicting a death, scaring the students half to death. And, you know, it's just not a good environment. And also the fact of how she always... She seemed to be drunk a lot of the time. That's also not a good um, making for a professor. You know, like, in the work world, if you're coming into work drunk every day, you're getting fired. Like, you just can't conduct yourself like that. So I don't understand why he let her get away with it just because he needed to protect her. Like, Dumbledore had a really bad sense of judgment when it came to some people, honestly. I agree, but then the conditions of her classroom weren't very good. Like, the students had to literally climb up into Trelawney's living quarters, essentially. And then the the room itself is stifling, you know, because she hardly ever opens any windows. She always has the fire burning, and that's that's really not good conditions for anyone. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. That's very true. That is very true. Um, that is, yeah, no, that's extremely true. Um, I think had the room been set up differently, it would have been all right. Like, I think it's pretty cool how there was a chapter on everything and everything. But I definitely do agree that, you know, her having the fire burning all the time and all the rest of it just wasn't a good environment for the students to be able to focus in like I mean most of the time they'd be half asleep because the classroom was so stuffy and shit and like you said it was stifling and nobody can really I know I remember you know having to study like uh physics for example in the labs when it was like really hot during summer it was a nightmare trying to stay awake so you know just add like really strong perfume and different stuff like that to the mix. Yeah, no hope. It was just it was bad environment all around. It was it was it was bad. Yeah, no. 
Um, Dumbledore definitely didn't do his best job there. Um, okay, so now going back to the part that I missed before. So, I think that a better way for students to get into the divination class to begin with would have been that, you know, if a bunch of students had come and said, you know, had gone to their head of house and been like, oh, I want to take divination. Well, okay, but you got to take this entry exam first, you know, to assess whether they have a true interest in the subject, but also whether they have, you know, any serial abilities. If they didn't have any serial abilities, that was fine, but as long as they had a genuine interest in it, whether that was an interest in tarot card reading, an interest in palmistry, or any of the other um, aspects of fortune telling, as long as they had some kind of genuine interest in any of it, then I think they could have, you know, I think that would have been enough qualification for them to be able to take the class. I don't think that just letting a bunch of students say, oh, I want to take this and not really, with them not really knowing what the class is about. And also, I think it was irresponsible, especially of like, I'm going to criticize McGonagall here because she was the only one we really know about. Um, you know, we don't know about it from any of the other heads of houses' point of view. But I think it was irresponsible of her. Obviously, we think it was irresponsible of her to give Hermione a term to her. Like, that was just stupid in itself. But I think it was irresponsible of her to just let her students, her Gryffindor students, take the class because, you know, everybody had this thought in their head that it was an easy out. And I was just like, you know, this is their future we're talking about, like the OWLs and NEWTs, that's the most important part of their Hogwarts education. And, you know, this is supposed to be their future, so surely you want them to be taking classes that they're actually going to use or classes that they're actually going to pay attention in and try hard in. But, you know, nobody has to, I'm not saying you got to get straight, nobody had to get straight O's in every single class. But I think letting students take a class on the merits that they think that it's just going to be an easy pass is really bad. Like, I, I don't think that was good at all. And I'm sure she knew about the reputation that divination had, considering she didn't like the subject or the teacher, you know. So I really do think, like, the whole, you know how the whole careers thing happens in the fifth year? I think there should have been not so much a careers talk, obviously, not in the, in the third year, because that's just way too early. But I do think there should have been meetings, advisory meetings, before they chose their electives. Because I feel like a lot of people went into it either having opinions from their family members, like Neville, who, you know, didn't want to take charms because his grandmother said it was a soft choice, which is ridiculous. Or they didn't talk to anybody and they were just taking classes that they thought were easy, like Ron and Harry. So I definitely do think that there should have been meetings, individual meetings with their heads of houses, you know, on going over the material, going on, going over the material for each elective that they've never come across before so that they could be more, a lot more well-informed when it came to choosing them. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, um, that, like, Professor Snape did that with the Slytherins, but, like, we don't know if that, if that was the case with other heads of houses where they had advisory meetings to discuss those, those topics. 
Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I don't doubt that Professor Snake probably did do that because I can't see him allowing any of his snakes to just take a glass because he thinks it's an e- because they think it's an easy pass. I don't. I don't think a single Slytherin probably even took divination. You know, he probably said, "Yeah, no, that you're not taking that class, especially if you're not going to take it seriously." Because in Slytherin, you know, everything's about decorum and taking your studies seriously and, you know, ambition and all of that. And so he wasn't going to let anyone just skive off and take an easy option, take the easy way out. So, yeah, I know it would have been really interesting to see if that had happened with any of the head of ho- any other heads of houses. Um, I'm trying to think of what we haven't talked about. Oh, okay. The only thing we have... Okay, so we've got the last topic that we're going to talk about is um, how divination is actually linked to things like Samhain and Yule and the equinoxes and how that's another branch of, you know, magic, but also knowledge. Sorry, well, we're going to get interrupted. But, um, yeah, no, that's another branch, that's another branch of magic and knowledge that the students have, could have had. So, you know, I'm sure that um, things like, you know, I, kn- I know already that tarot reading can also be linked to stuff like Samhain because there are um, there are cards specifically related to those different types of, those different times of the year. So you know that could have been the class where they learned about things like Samhain and Yule and the equinoxes and you know had there been any Muggleborns or Halfbloods who grew up in the Muggle world who had taken the class and had they learned about those kind of things. It would have been a way for them to learn, you know, about wizarding history and things, you know, traditions and rituals that some wizarding families maybe still practiced or at least held in high regard. And it also would have been, again, it would have shown that Dumbledore was actually um, respecting the beliefs and the traditions of, you know, his student body, because it, it's pretty obvious that he didn't do that at all, and I'm pretty sure we're going to talk about that in a future episode in this season. Um, but yeah, no, there, there's another branch of, excuse me, there's another branch of magic, I guess, because magic is tied into it. There are a lot of um, magical rituals that could that can be done. Oh my goodness, that can be done on, like I said, Samhain, Yule, all of it. And a lot of it can be tied to divination. But because that was never brought up, that's another thing that was never talked about. Do you have any thoughts on it? Yeah. Um, uh, they do... They do seem to tie in together, like, all the different, uh, holidays, but, um, but none of that is really explained either, um, no one, um, there's no mention in the books about, about rituals and, um, things and things like that, like, um, like, Samhain is, 
like, you know, it's Halloween, and um, all all Hogwarts does on Halloween is eat until you can't move, essentially. <laughs> Where, <laughs> but um, but the remembrance aspect is not really mentioned, you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Like I said, you know. Um, he focused a lot. D- Dumbledore only really seemed to care about making, you know, Mugglewarns and those from Muggle families, you know, Muggle raised children and all of that felt comfortable. But he just thought, you know, we had to embrace them, but they don't really have to learn anything about our cultures, basically, which I think was unfair. And again, we're going to talk about that in the future episode. But it was like, you know, okay, you might have grown up with these traditions or you might have grown up doing these kinds of things but you know now that you're in Hogwarts that doesn't really matter we're here to make you know um everybody else more comfortable and we're we're gonna I I don't you know considering it was a wizarding school and they claim to be the best in Britain or whatever it was it just didn't make sense to me that not a single mention of Samhain within Hogwarts world Hogwarts walls was ever talked about you know Samhain or any of it it's just it just seemed really baffling when you really think about it it's just like why not considering this is supposed to be a wizarding school and you're you know if you're gonna go on about being the best well then at least kind of hold yourself to that actual standards but you know Hogwarts when you look at it it's kind of one of the worst it, it's pretty embarrassing you're um, right also mm-hmm. um during the winter solstice when they when they like you know they have the christmas trees it's not everyone assumes that um they just go into the forbidden forest and cut down the christmas trees Mm. but like from other fan fictions we've found out that they don't cut the trees down there's like duplicates of the trees you know and that's not explained either yeah no absolutely absolutely it's just like, like I said, there's so much that's either not explained or just not touched upon. And, you know, I get, like I said, it's just, if you're going to name, if you're going to name a school as the best, then you should do as much as you can to make it actually seem like the best. Like, there, you know, in my opinion, like, a place like Alvamorny is a lot better than Hogwarts in ways because there's a lot more offered there and you know it's just more variety whereas Hogwarts just seems to do a few select things and that's really it um but yeah how long's left on your timer by the way Alexa show me timer you have three minutes left on your 30 minute timer did I say three minutes? Yeah. Okay, awesome. We've done pretty well. Um, I'm trying to think to see if we've missed it. I don't think we've missed anything. Can you think of anything else we can add to this? I can't. Um, um, I think Easter should have been touched upon, too, because that's oh, yeah. the, spring, the spring equinox, you know? And yeah, exactly. Exactly. The equinoxes weren't talked about at all and I really do think they should have been because like I said you know it's something that 
someone definitely would have studied and studied what the hell celebrated um, outside of Hogwarts, whether it was talked about or not. And I feel like, you know, if there were families, if there were students who came from families who would study, oh my God, celebrated any of the equinoxes or Samhain or Yule or anything related to it, they wouldn't feel like they would actually be able to talk about it because they would feel like they'd be shunned or shut down. And that probably also had something to do with the ministry. Like I guarantee you the ministry of magic probably um, put a ban on certain um, on certain festivities and said, oh, this is dark or whatever because he didn't like it or, you know, depending on who it was at the time, would say, oh, they didn't like it and you know, future ministers just didn't couldn't be bothered to dig up the papers or couldn't be bothered to turn it turn over the decisions because maybe, you know, they agreed or they thought that it wasn't all that important and they had other things to worry about. Which was a real shame. You're right. Because, you know, it just shows how stagnant the British visiting world was like, you know, in history in the work in the Muggle world you see that policies that were put in place by certain presidents for example in the past were overturned by when there's a new president because they don't agree with it um there's one i could mention but i'm not gonna um but yeah no it's 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 a real shame that none of that was ever done Mm -hmm. um but I'm just not good. Sure? Can't think of anything else. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, no, we don't have anything else to add to, add to this. Okay, guys. Okay, so this is the end of the episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I will be back on Thursday for episode three. I'm pretty sure it's with Demila, but. I could be wrong. Either way, I'll be back um, on Thursday. And yeah, bye. Bye.